0: Welcome back, everybody, to Heretic Radio. Uh, we've got Chris and Greg with me this evening, and we're in for a good one as usual. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there listening. We did break 100 plays on the last episode of the 1619 Project, which for us here is actually pretty freaking huge considering uh, our following has been pretty minimal, um, to say at best, for the most part. I think uh, our last highest listened episode was maybe 40 plays or so something like that so thank you to everybody listening um and i again always encourage the feedback let us know how we're doing um if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about um or something you like or don't like whatever you have beefs whatever uh let us know hit us up on the facebook page or send us an email at heretic radio podcast at com. so uh another big announcement um greg has now been deemed an official contributor for Heretic Radio. So, uh, thanks for taking us up on that offer, Greg. Oh yeah, and, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I appreciate you jumping on. And yeah, um, it's,
1: this whole little project is pretty cool to me. Like, I like doing stuff like this.
0: Well, uh, I mean, I, I think you're just a pretty freaking awesome asset, really. At this point, I mean, I, I know you. You know your stuff. You do your research properly. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for future episodes, man, and see what you bring us. So yeah, yeah, but, it'll, be, uh, it'll be fun for sure. Yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it, really. Um, Greg wanted to bring this episode together, so Greg, I'm just gonna let you go ahead, man, and, and I'll pick your brain as we go.
1: All right, cool. So um, in the in after we did the 1619 project, there was a lot of things that tied to the Black Lives Matter movement. And a lot of things that I kind of found a little bit interesting about Black Lives Matter is what exactly is their plan? And then having them in interviews on TV, I think it was on CNN, CNN or MSN, that uh, one of the actual organizers, I don't remember which one it was, I think it was Patrice Cullors was the one that was in the interview. And she blatantly outright just says that we're trained Marxists. So I did a little bit of looking into that. And there's a lot of Marxism handprints all over all this stuff. And it,
0: uh, Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny to see because, uh, to me, that was kind of a, uh, you know, it, it was a giveaway. We all kind of yeah, had our suspicions, yep. I think. Yeah. And then when she flat out said that, I was like, well, yeah, there you go, right from yep. the horse's mouth. All
1: right. And uh, one of the huge things that goes on within that Marxist, like, Ideology is them to dismantle the family, and that's a lot of stuff that I found out about this group is that they want to remove fathers from homes, they even say it so in their mission that, statement uh i think that it's because like if you it's statistically i have a lot of these statistics in here too if you remove a father from the from the picture statistically that makes every every, not even just black every demographic has more issues whether it be finances or kids staying out of trouble if you can make them delinquents it makes it so that they have someone to look like a, a a cause for them to join into it makes that a lot easier
2: it's almost like gang initiation
1: you
0: know, you, you find the weak ones, yep. the ones that are having
2: a hard time at home. Yep. Huh. Makes sense. That's a lot
0: of stuff that I found. Uh, um, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but uh, there was like four steps that Harvard University kind of came up with because they looked at different trends in society and stuff like that, uh, you know, to stay out of poverty, to either stay out of poverty or um, – Make it to the middle prim- class. Yeah, or make it to middle class. Yeah. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, complete school. Um, what Get a full-time uh, wait- job. Yeah, get a job, some kind of employment or education. Um, wait till you're married to have kids. And then uh, there was one more I slipped on my memory, though. Or was that it? Or was it three? I'm I think it's just three.
1: Yeah, finish high school, get a full time job, wait till you're 21 to get married and have kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's and it. It makes a lot of sense, too. Like, if they can break up the nuclear family like that and just basically give those kids like no shot whatsoever to complete those three things. To me, that seems kind of genius in that aspect. If, if that's the right word to say, I guess.
1: Right. Cause like, here's, here's Uh, a couple, just a few statistics right here that just go off of how, how families are affected by not having a father in the home. So 90% of homeless or runaway kids are fatherless. 71% of pregnant teenage girls are, are fatherless. 39% Thirty-nine percent ma- of the students in between first grade and twelfth grade do not have a father in the home.
0: That's massive. That's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Those are but then huge here's, here's numbers.
1: This is this is where it shows the difference in what it is that they're trying to do. Seven point one percent of black households that have two parents are at, are not in poverty. Seven point one percent, and the national average of two-parent households that are in poverty is eleven point five. So black households that have both parents do better than the national average as far as staying out of poverty.
0: So, and this is, I mean, and those stats are from before BLM. Yeah, this is from from the
1: Department of Education. I got it off of the NPR website and it's a study that was done by the U.S. Department of Education.
0: So why do you why do you think that is in your opinion, Greg? Like, why do you think that the black community is is affected more by that? I guess because it, it, it seems like they're the ones that are suffering the most from from the family, yeah, targeted almost uh, from having a broken home essentially.
1: Uh, I don't know exactly why it is is like that, but I do I do think that the effects that were done in the nineteen sixties with the Demo- the Democratic Party to have that war on poverty, I think that had a huge effect because at that point in time the poverty level for black people was substantially higher than it was for white people or any other kind of race. But as time has gone on, it's made it so that that system is easier for you to stay on. People get on welfare and they don't get off. They get on welfare and they make that a lifestyle. They make it so that there's a lot more incentive to stay on welfare. If you're a single, if you're a single parent making $15,000 a year, you're going to receive thousands of dollars in food stamps. But if you're married and you're still making the same amount, you don't get anything.
0: Yeah, because that's that's all based on household income, as, as far as I'm tracking. But right. so it's almost like yeah. there's an incentive to have a broken family. I mean, that's, that, what, that's, it, that's what, what it looks what it like
2: seems to me. Like. Candace is getting a carry on this constantly. She, she uh, she's right on the ball with this, and um, nobody seems to want to listen to her. The Democrats don't don't like
0: it. Oh no, because she she broke the mold. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when it comes to being "quote unquote" black in America, that that's why they right. hate her. She's it, immediately it, labeled a her points? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've seen I've seen a whole bunch of memes and stuff on on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that where it has like uh, I don't know if you guys know who the Hodge twins are. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Larry Elder, some guys like that, Canis Owens, and these and like I saw a meme that Snoop Dogg posted and it had them in like a square like the Brady Bunch, but it said the Coon Bunch.
0: She, that's so, terrible. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, geez. I don't understand.
1: I don't understand what this thing is with, with, uh, people of other races putting down other races or putting down yourself to uplift, I guess yourself. Like, it's it's not it's not productive. Charles Barkley went on TV and he was even saying, "Why are we doing this?" Because you have all these celebrities, these uh, uh, Nick Cannon and a couple other people, and we're going online and. Saying all this stuff about the Jews and all this anti Semitic stuff, and saying that white people were savages, and that's okay, that's accepted. When it's it, if that was done, if that was done the other way around, there would they would be done in business, they would never work in show business again.
0: Yeah, their careers would be destroyed like instantaneously, and they would never get hired anywhere else. And yeah, it's, it's just crazy. And it, when it comes to like like black folk, like going after other black folk for having different opinions and views and stuff. It's almost like an attempt to shame them, like back into like, you know, the mainstream style of thinking, right. like, and like, how dare you not- have your own thoughts and make your own opinions.
1: Yep. That's why Kena's own calls it getting off the plantation. She says that you have that plantation mentality yeah. where they want to keep you as, as, as a, as a lesser person. And you have to follow this kind of thinking. Once I started to realize that's how it was. I, I had, I I wasn't really that into the Democratic Party. I was kind of one of those people who wasn't really political. I kind of just paid attention, just listened to what other one, other people would tell me. But then you have people right. like uh, uh, Leo Terrell. He was a, a a civil rights lawyer, older guy. He's black, and uh, he was hardcore Democrat. Like re- he always would talk about the Republicans, how much that he doesn't like them. And then about three or four months ago, that guy entirely flipped. Like he got red pilled, and he. Talks out against the democratic party. He cannot stand Joe Biden. He thinks that he's just an outright racist, which I think he is too, but he's, he's even speaking out. This guy used to go on Tucker Carlson's show and stuff and sit there and just absolutely just talk about the Republicans being racist. And he just entirely flipped because he just started to see how stuff was. He started seeing how people were being treated by thinking different.
0: Yeah, it, And that's just crazy. Um, I think a lot more, uh, you know, black people in the U.S. are kind of waking up to that. Um, Who was that one? I want to say he was a Democrat out of Georgia. He's still a Democrat, but he supports Trump uh, to an extent, anyways. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He he called out his fellow Democrats for basically saying, like, you guys are completely, you know, just manipulating everything. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. I, I just read an article on him today. But I mean, but he's, he's spot on with it, you know, right. um, and, and the whole, like, like Trump is the first racist president, you know, or whatever the crap, it's like, man, you guys really don't know history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Johnson was horribly, Beach uh, <laughs>
1: LBJ. He had, uh, some memoirs that came out and someone who was, uh, someone who wrote him had spoken with his, uh driver and his driver had straight up said that when he was driving him, he said, I'm either going to call you nigger. Or I'm going to call you boy. I'm not calling you your name. That was a quote that was in the Good book God. that was said by LBJ to his driver.
0: <laughs> and that man was president. Good right. grief. Yep. So, okay, so they want the destruction of the nuclear family. W- what else did you find out on BLM?
1: Uh, so it's just a lot of this Marxist stuff that I found in here. There is a lot of organizations that were there. there, There's a lot of extremists that I found in these groups. There's a, what's his name? Darrell Moore. He was appointed by Booker or Cory Booker as a commissioner of the, of the Newark, Newark, New Jersey, LBG, LBGT advisory. And in these, in these groups, they start to make other subgroups. And this is another thing that I found from this group to adding to another group in that lbgt group they made another group called queens queens or queers against israeli apartheid and that's another question that raises with black lives matter is that with this with this marxist movement what is their obsession with getting rid of israel and having a lot of this anti-semitic stuff black lives matter was just protesting in baltimore i think it was on friday it was thursday or friday and in that in that protest they were starting to chant out a whole bunch of anti-Israel stuff. What does that have to do with black people in America? Yeah, <laughs> why? They're, why they're attaching themselves to these other movements? It doesn't make any sense. So like there, there they're, they're is I definitely I, more to what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it. It to me, it on surface level, anyways, it almost seems like it's a globalist push. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, they just want to destabilize everything, make everything so freaking horrible that we eventually turn full authority over to the the governments, you know, of the world or whatever. But so with all these like different sects within uh, BLM and whatnot, is that where that excuse comes from that, you know, over oh, there's there's the extremist BLM and then there's, you know, the actual like charity organization BLM and all that kind of stuff. Is that where that kind of comes from? I think
1: I think that's where it could come from. But when I looked into Black Lives Matter, like I looked into Black Lives Matter Inc. and I looked at Black Lives Matter, and both of them took me to the same website. Like neither one of them took me to separate ones.
0: Yeah, because I I've seen it a couple times, you know, on social media and stuff. Like that's like the biggest argument is like, well, the, you know, the the guy, the BLM that are out there like burning the towns and, and destroying property and all that other kind of stuff. Like they're not actual BLM. They hijacked the name. But right. like you said, I, I haven't been able to find anything saying otherwise.
1: Yeah, I just see they, they just so, seem like yeah. they're the same group. And then like I, I've looked at like I think that last time we were doing this, we talked about the process of when you actually choose to donate on there and how it takes you into these areas where it's very clear that it's just going to go into dark money. Because yeah. then I did and, and- I did do some did some research and I'm glad that I screenshotted it because it's gone now. Uh, you were able to find some audits of Black Lives Matter online, and it showed the charitable really? the charitable donations that were given to Black Lives Matter and how much of that money was staying in America, how much of that money was being filtered out into other all these other organizations. And the, the organization... Uh, oh, man, I can't remember what it was. I don't think I wrote it down it was a it was a democratic organization i think it was like active blue or blue it's blue active or something like that i don't i I should have wrote it down but i don't have it but they that organization was a was a pass through for money from black lives matter and in their in their actual small print in the donation parts it was saying that if these charitable or if these charitable donations are not uh, acquired or something at the at a certain period of time then they reserve the right to Use those, use those donations as they feel fit. So they're getting passed <laughs> out and going through pass throughs. And then those, those uh, donations are going to the democratic party without directly coming from black lives matter.
0: My favorite part about the donation page, cause I know in the last episode, we, we both kind of looked it up together. There, uh, I just had to see it for myself, but I, I love the part in there where it said like refunds are practically impossible to get.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, like, if you gave them like a $1,000 and next thing you know, like your car shit out and you're like, hey, can I get that back? They're like, well, can I get that back? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. Uh, what was that, Chris?
2: I heard it was uh, all the money's going to Biden. Um, what was it like two weeks ago? He raised like $20 million in, in like three days. And that all came from uh, BLM.
0: Yeah, I've seen that too. Uh, Greg, did you ever find anything on that?
1: I didn't see. The only thing I was able to find is how they're using those as pass throughs so it doesn't, so it doesn't actually go directly from Black Lives Matter to uh, the Democratic Party, like the DNC or anything. Yeah, because there was a lot. There was a, a lot of a lot of pass throughs that they were using. They were using Thousand Currents. They're using the Tides Foundation. Tides Foundation. And Thousand Currents work hand-in-hand. Hand. They actually like tran—they transfer money. In those audits that I was able to find, they transfer money directly, and they also transfer personnel. Like, one of the directors from Thousand Currents came from Tides. So they interchange huh. people and money.
0: So, with that BLM leader going on TV saying that they're trained Marxists, who the hell trained them? Or did they just oh, read actually. the Communist Manifesto and deemed that <laughs> themselves?
1: Well, there was somebody uh, that I found. They're not (laughs) being
0: trained very well. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I saw that today. That was pretty fucking funny.
1: Thank God it was only 22 but Right. (laughs) There was a guy named Eric Mann, and I don't know if you've ever heard of the communist group in the 60s called the Weather Underground.
0: Sounds familiar, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were a pretty big... uh, communist group that was trying to make a push in the 60s and that's kind of where a lot of that hippie era of time a lot of their ideology came from there this man actually did from what i found he claims to have trained them in marxist tendencies and uh black lives matter organization the black lives matter organizers actually went to venezuela during their election to quote unquote assist with the election
0: so is that where the pictures came from when they were all hanging out with Maduro?
1: Yep, yep.
0: Was that that same time period then? Because that that yep, makes that's, sense. That's I mean, what I'm understanding. Those bastards.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, a whole that, bunch uh, of just dirty involved. That's kind of sketchy, I mean, because you've ever organi- noticed
0: that... Sorry, go ahead, Greg.
1: Uh, just these organizers themselves, like they're all associated with incredible like they're in the media alicia garza she's a writer for the guardian the Na- the national rolling stone patrice colors she's an american artist and activist lbgt activist advocates for prison reform and uh, abolishment of prison opal tim tom Tempe. She's a human rights activist, former executive director of United States First National Immigration Rights Organization, Black Alliance for Justice of Immigration. She wrote for Glamour, Essence, CNN, MSN, BET, and she published several columns for Huffington Post and the Time Magazine. So all these people have a lot of – they have a lot of pull within leftist media.
0: Yeah, like they're not just like small-time people. Be, like they've got their fingers to be, in the.
1: And these people have a lot of a lot of push to to be able to get into Time not Time magazine, New York Times. That's where the, the sixteen nineteen project came from. So the association with that's there too.
0: That is crazy. So the, these guys are pretty well embedded in the media like leftist media like i oh yeah I, feel, I, I mean i i knew with the 1619 project the stuff that we looked up and, and talked about it i mean i knew a lot of them had association but like as far as being in like all the other outlets or other um publications and whatnot that's kind of freaking scary and that explains yeah, they're a lot, all too. over the
1: place and, like, not just not just these kind of people that are in the leftist media. A lot of these people that are, are in pretty high positions within this, like, CNN, MSN, ABC News, these are all people that had association with the, the Obama administration. They had cabinet seats in there.
0: <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> yep. That's just all... Oh, boy. So, destruction of the, the family, they've got their hands and all sorts of leftist media they're trained marxists i mean i mean, they've even visited venezuela they've done marxist stuff i mean and then you look at how they're they're handling themselves now burning their own towns i just saw a report today where um, there was a reporter i think it was for the washington post
2: mhm
0: um i i always get them mixed up is it is washington post a conservative one or was it
1: Washington uh, Times, which, is.
0: whichever one was the, yeah. So Washington Post is the the leftist one, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyways, uh,
0: yeah. So there was a reporter for the Washington Post um, that said, or he was trying to back BLM. He he wrote some like a small article, kind of praising BLM, also other kind of stuff. Well, then the mob came around and burned his apartment building down, which I found like just hilariously ironic. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, cause yeah. he was basically trying to say that they weren't, you know, terrorists. They weren't, uh, rioters. They were peaceful protesters, all this other kind of stuff. And then not even like a day after he posts that article, they come and burn his house down.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, oh, it's like you see
1: those, uh, I've seen a couple of people post those pictures where there's a building that says that we support black businesses and then all the windows are busted out of it.
0: Right. Yeah. There's That's a, just there was a all, this,
1: all this in the, in, in a nutshell right there.
0: Do you see that meme that kind of along the same lines of, um, they live, uh, on the, on the top, he's looking at a building and it says, we support BLM, all their stuff. And then the bottom picture, he puts his sunglasses down and it says, please don't burn my business or please don't, right. don't wreck my shit or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that, that was pretty good.
1: Like the black lives matter being involved in th- this whole thing has nothing to do about race. It's not. I think that, it, like like we were saying in the beginning, I think that this is them collectively trying to destroy family. They want to remove family, and if you if statistically showing people who are in a family group do better,
0: yeah, and absolutely. And trying to
1: remove, trying to trying to remove a segment of your family, it's a strategic thing they're doing. Even this even goes back, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, the group consisting of mother, father, child is the main education agency of mankind. He said that in, I think it was
0: 1963. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know anybody that would disagree with that either, because I think it's just human nature to have, you know, a solid family unit, because I mean, you look at shit, even the dawn of time, if you didn't have certain people within your nuclear family, like it was very unlikely that you would survive. You know what I mean? You needed the mom, the dad, you needed all the siblings, everybody had to do their part. And like, if dad was the hunter hundred gatherer and again I'm just giving right. like a brief example here please don't like crucify me people but <laughs> you know what i mean though like if 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 one part of that that puzzle fell apart your chances of survival at that time just like dropped like yeah crazy I mean, just, so just, and then, go ahead sorry go ahead greg <laughs> so uh, just, you can go ahead man. just
1: in, even just in having numbers it makes your it makes your living situation better and this is something that does trace back to during the slave days when the slave owners would want to make people submissive and the slaves would have families. They would take the father out of the situation to make it so that those people that were left in the family would be more submissive to do what they want. But then once those slaves would run away because it would happen, once they would run away, they would try to find their way back to their family. It's just human nature to want to be with your family. They did it then. They're trying to do this now. They, 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 that's something that they actually say in their, in their manifesto. They said, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirements by supporting each other as ex- extended family and in uh, villages, collectively care for one another, especially children. That's in their manifesto. That's right on the Black lives matter page.
0: It's funny they mention children, because uh, I keep seeing all these reports coming out of the media that a lot of these, antifa idiots and blm people that get arrested a lot of them have been caught with child porn or they've been uh arrested previously for sexual offenses towards children or minors so i find that kind of inconvenient
1: yeah as soon as as soon soon as i read that that seemed seemed a bit concerning like it's just a really odd it's an odd thing to say doesn't really seem like something that you would have in your manifesto when you're trying to push for equality of races to involve children and to want to disrupt What they call western prescribed so like even in that that phrasing in itself western prescribed nuclear family That sounds like they have a vendetta against the western world
0: So blm uh I mean, they're, they're pretty much just, I mean, they're open Marxists at this point. I mean, like we've already kind of stated, they've already said that publicly, uh, train Marxists and all that kind of stuff, which essentially is, you know, communism at that point. And especially with their mission statement, that sounds like pure mm-hmm. communism to me. Um, it's almost like a, going back to like a tribal mentality, you know what I mean? Um, right. But, well, oh, I just lost my train of thought with it there. Um, but, oh, here we go. Uh, so w- with that whole Western stuff, I mean, there's only... Uh, I guess one culture or religion that kind of comes to mind when it comes to like destruction of the Western world. Is there any ties to Islam in there anywhere?
1: Uh, Not really direct ones other than what I did see the other day when I said that they're having uh, a protest. And then in that protest, they were starting to spout kind of Islamic stuff that you'd hear. Like it was, I know that there is association with Palestine in here. Let me see if I can find it.
0: Like, Palestine is in like a terrorist group, or
1: Palestinians is it like? Let me see if I can find it.
0: Just the anti-Zionist stuff again, like yeah, I know that Israelism. the
1: anti-Zionist and the 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 destruction of Israel and one of the founders actually does support BDS, the BDS and the the boycott, divest and sanction of Israel. Some of these congresswomen. Huh. Ilhan Omar, uh, Rashida Talib, they have also like kind of sworn their allegiance to Black Lives Matter, and they have also agreed with BDS. By association, there is there are people involved with Black Lives Matter. Susan Sassur. Is that what her name is? Susan oh, Sassour? Yeah. Laura. Is that yeah. her name,
0: Susan? Uh, um...
1: Yeah. Well, she <laughs> she came out and she's back in Joe Biden right now. And she is openly anti-Israel.
2: I'm gonna guess that's why Joe Biden, um, the other, what was it, early this week or last week, said that uh, he's gonna try to institute um, uh, Muslim religion in our schools so that kids yeah. can learn about it. Yep. Yeah, that's not gonna fly too well. No. You can't take Christianity out of our schools and then put Muslim religion in them it, that's <laughs> not how it works
0: it's all right give him no, five minutes if could like even said that shit <laughs> right um so and i've heard rumors too that like blm is secretly being funded by soros which seems to kind of be like a, a whole conservative like fallback like that's always it's always brought up Um, you know, oh, they're funded by Soros, they're funded by Soros. I've heard that about several uh, groups and entities out there. Did you ever find anything on that, Greg, uh, when you're doing your research? Because it always seems like to be a prominent, like, point for conservatives for some reason.
1: Yeah, I did find that uh, the Tides Fund, the Tides Foundation is proven to have been associated with George Soros, and that's one of the things that they use as a pass-through for money from that gets donated to Black Lives Matter to filter down into these other groups that they're giving money out to. Because the Tides Foundation and Thousand Currents both are global. They're both global agencies. And in those audits that I did see, a lot of that money that comes through those pass-throughs goes out to other countries. There was actually a separate area where it was Latin American countries. There's a separate area that's Asian countries, uh, African countries. The one that received the least amount of funding was American com- like American cities. American cities got the least of the cut after it had fil- filtered through all of those pass-throughs. But then Black Lives Matter themselves was taking a cut, but they were not showing where that was going. It wasn't getting split out into all those other separate groups that I just said.
0: So I wonder, uh, I mean, donations don't have to be declared necessarily to the IRS, but do they still track those, do you think? Uh,
2: I, I believe over a certain amount they have to be um, disclosed where it came from.
0: Because I would think if if millions of dollars are, are trading hands that frequently, like the IRS would have to be, Uh, you know, putting their nose in it because God forbid, I get like a couple bucks of interest from my bank account every year and they want to know that. So, (laughs) um, I don't know if that's,
1: if that's what what they're doing with those. Yeah. But I think that that might be what they're using those pass throughs for is so that they're not getting incredibly large lump sums. It's smaller amounts and it's going from organization to organization, kind of making it kind of making the, the paper trail harder for them to track.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense. I don't
1: Um, don't think that Black Lives Matter has a tax ID number or anything that the IRS is tracking.
0: Somebody's got to have a 501C somewhere. But like you said, though, I don't think it's actually BLM that does it because of how they're going through the the tides and uh, that other organization you stated there. So it's probably one of those two. And they're just funneling that money through, is my guess, uh, to kind of keep it hush hush.
1: Yeah, that's what it that's what it looked like to me.
0: So that's crazy. Um, that's just that's a shit ton of money just passing hands, and nobody's keeping track of that apart from the the foundations or the groups themselves. That that is crazy. I, I don't see how the IRS wouldn't be involved in that, right? And, <laughs> and I'm the, sure that the, they have the numbers they're just not public about it.
1: Yeah, because that's where those and then like I was saying, those audits that I was able to find those audits once. Uh, it kind of got public. And I think that it started because th- th- black lives matter watches traffic of some of the things that are searched for on Google. I found that out is that they watch traffic of their site. If you go there, like you, they, they, you are no that they, they know that you've been there. Like they're using your cookies and stuff. and, Right. They're watching the traffic of what's coming through, and if you, I think that once all these people started looking into it, that's when those audits were not able to be found anymore. You can't find them.
0: So, where where did they go? Do you think?
1: I don't know. I think that they just removed them, huh. had them removed because these are people who also have connections into Google and stuff. It's yeah. not like the left doesn't. The left has a huge stranglehold on uh, big tech. I mean, every big tech platform
0: other than Parler. Yeah, Parler, side note on that, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to use that. It's it's like a Twitter base, and I have a Twitter, but I haven't used it in years, so God knows if it's even active. That whole platform and that style is completely like new to me, in a sense. Yeah. I have no idea how to use it. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, Parler, like, I get it like you follow a bunch of people and whatnot, but I'm... Freaking clueless! Like <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, Facebook has always been my any- go-to.
1: I haven't done anything on Parler for like two or three weeks because it's I don't know how you get I don't know how to build a following. I don't know how to do any of that stuff.
2: It's
0: hard. Yeah, to, it's kind of
1: hard to build a following on Twitter too.
0: What do you? Because Twitter, I'm I'm not even sure how to use that. Like I like I get the the tweets and like adding people and whatnot, but. I'm I'm clueless and I, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get that's it.
1: So I feel I I honestly don't know. I'm just winging it and just trying to do stuff like I'll re, like if you retweet things that are tweeted by people with bigger uh, followings and stuff, and have comments to them or make comments on their things. It gives you some people sometime. Like there's some pretty chill people yeah. on there, but there is some absolutely insane people on Twitter. Like some of the well, stuff, and then that's when I that's when I start seeing the the brainwashed nature of people. Like some of the things that people say.
0: Well, wasn't parlor kind of, uh, created off of Twitter in that sense, because Twitter has really started censoring a lot of conservatives and uh, yeah. Republicans, people are pretty much just against status quo that if you don't have that hive mind, they're reporting you, they're taking your blue check Mark and they're like shutting down your page altogether. And I, I think yeah. that's how parlor was kind of came about in that sense was the, the conservative style Twitter, which again, I'd love to, be a part of that. I just don't know how to freaking use it. And so yeah. if anyone out there can give us a crash course on how to build a following or something, like I would love to set up a heretic radio page for us, but until then, uh, meh, I don't know. All <laughs> right. I'm like, all right. But yeah, even,
1: even parlor on some of the things I watch a lot of conservative stuff. And uh, even in their advertisements, they say that this is a platform that you're not going to have to worry about being censored. You have freedom of speech here. They advertise it as something like that because Twitter Twitter did get absolutely insane with what their regulations are, what they're qualifying as hate speech, their doxing rules that only apply to people on the right, but they don't apply to people on the left, like those Covington kids when a uh, when that all that stuff happened, you had all these people doxing doxing them trying to figure out what their names are and stuff, making l- threats on their life and nothing happens to them. And then there's a guy named Zuby, he's a he's a British guy. He's a rapper. He was in a conversation with an individual. He did not know this individual was trans and he said, "Okay, dude." He got suspended for 3 days for saying that because apparently that See? is targeting. <laughs> under under Twitter's un, under Twitter's rules that is now called targeting because he did not know that person that was ridiculous. trans and called him dude.
0: For yeah, misgendering someone on the internet when you have no inclination as to what they identify as. Right. And the conspiracy just kept
1: going. Alex Jones, who I don't agree with on much of anything, he he got he got banned from every platform within like two days of of everything. He got kicked oh, off yeah, YouTube, they... he got kicked off Twitter. I don't think he has a Facebook. I don't know if he did have a Facebook, but all of his social media platforms he was removed from.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny you mentioned the Covington kids. Did you see that they finally settled or that kid settled for two hundred and fifty million when yeah. he turns eighteen? that's yeah
1: it's
0: pretty I, funny yeah yeah he i'm sure he's got the last laugh because that kid's got it made for the rest of his freaking life him and his enemies right. but <laughs> like uh yeah i mean i'd take death threats for 250 mil like what the right. hell but <laughs> oh that's some crazy shit yeah, it seems so like
2: that's the american dream now to sue
0: oh yeah everybody's so happy everybody's so oh, happy yeah. it seems like it's it's more just of wait. a just on the you, left side anyways you know
1: Just wait until people don't wear masks and start getting sued.
0: Oh my God, dude. I haven't been wearing a mask anywhere. And I will tell you from personal experience, uh, Walmart will not do anything about it. Safeway will not do anything about it. Most of these places will not do anything about it because, uh, they just won't. Um, I, I think that they did it as a feel good measure to make the public feel like, Oh, Walmart cares about me and they care about the people that shop there. And yeah, bullshit. Um, they're a corporation, they're in it for themselves. So let's not lie to our, you know, each other here. Uh, But I went into Walmart the other day, sorry, side topic here, but uh, walked in, didn't have a mask. The lady offered it to me and I jokingly put it on my head, like whatever. Um, (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. But uh, you know, going in and this is the the funny part about it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could literally walk in and shoplift and those associates are not allowed to physically like apprehend you or stop you block your path. Nothing. All they can do is call the cops and hope that you get caught. Um, but they somehow are trying to convince us that you have to wear a mask or else you're not allowed to shop there. Um, if I want to get peanut butter in my pajama pants, I'm going to do so at my leisure. And right. You can't <laughs> do shit about it. Uh, you know what I mean? And Safeway, too, they have a sign. All these all these businesses now have signs that um, I haven't tried it with any small businesses just because I'm not a dick and I do support my small businesses up here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but but the big guys, the guys that make hundreds of millions of dollars a year, if not more, um, they have the signs out front to say oh it's you know required face mask i walk right in who cares um and because honestly the whole mask thing at this point and i think we're all kind of on board with this we're months late if we wanted to do that and 99 percent of these virtual signaling freaking morally superior idiots anyways uh they didn't wear a mask until they were told to right so it's dumb sorry i'll give it back to you greg that that, that's my rant
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, with just one more thing with this, like the mask thing. Like I have to wear a mask at work. I work in a retirement home. So I understand that. And it's my job. So I don't really have a choice, but, um,
0: that's understandable. These, this, this that's thing totally with the understandable mask, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing with the masks is if these masks work so well, then why can't someone wear a mask in the hospital and visit their wife, who's having a baby or a family member that's dying? If those masks work and they would say that they do. Why wouldn't that be the best place to have them? Because it's a hospital. You would think that that'd be the cleanest place. I mean, it's not, but the cleanest scenario that you could be in. Yeah. And these, and if your mask works so well, then like, what does it matter if I'm not wearing one?
0: Exactly. It's just, uh, it's, it's a moral high ground for a lot of these idiots, but I, I think we should stop on the COVID right there. Cause that's, that's Chris's baby for the next episode is pretty much another, <laughs> another Corona grievances. Um, I don't know if you heard the first one, Greg, uh, but we did a kind of a funny Corona grievances one, uh, a couple episodes back, but I'm yeah. letting Chris take the lead on that one. Cause Chris, I know you're going to bring up a lot of good shit and I'm waiting yeah. to laugh my ass off. Um, I don't so, <laughs> feel good about
2: yelling at, at 75. a seventy-five-year-old woman. I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh God. So yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Well, um, now uh, the, the thing that we were talking about earlier about the um, the denuclearization of the family and making people dependent. Um, I don't know if you if you see it coming, but the Democrats are really working hard, and it's not just going to be black people that are affected they're pushing really hard on this uh, stimulus check to continue the $600 a week checks. Um, and you know, people uh, last week, they didn't get it on time here in New York and they people flip shit, you know, now that all of a sudden they're dependent on this, um, and they don't want to go back to work. So the Democrats are saying, no, we need to extend this until at least next year for, for people. So that's going to make people more dependent. And if, if you know, like these asshole lazy scumbags that, um, are sitting home collecting this money, Say, oh my God, the Democrats—they—they're going to give me this money. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably vote for them then this year because I need that money.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. 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 I saw that coming from a mile away, and now they're pushing for a second stimulus check, like you said. Yeah. They're uh, yeah. supposedly as early as the beginning of August, we're all going to get the extra twelve hundred and an additional for dependents, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, the latest number was an additional four trillion in a deficit. Uh, which is still, to me, that is completely freaking crazy because we are never going to pay that back. Generations and generations later are still going to be in debt, and our greatest grandkids way down the road are still going to be paying on that crap. Uh, Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is just going to keep pumping out money. You look at the coin shortage and stuff that's going on, and you had people way back like in January, Nancy Pelosi, I think we noted this on the last one too, um, pushing like, oh, we should just have an all-digital currency. That would cause a fiasco on itself. And then you look at the shit that's going on right now with the, the coin shortage. Oops, sorry. hit my freaking uh, mic here. Um, it just seems all too convenient, Chris, that you know you bring that up, and it just seems like they're literally pushing for that, uh, You know the, the federal dependency. And then once you give them the digital currency, then you literally have no control over your money because at any point in time, right. in my opinion, call me crazy, I don't care. They could seize your assets. They could lock your bank account out. They could literally withdraw your funds. For whatever fucking reason, at that point, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: um, they can hear it's
0: just—it's too fucking scary. Yeah. And and BLM, I think, is being used as a, a weapon for that too, uh, to to push that agenda. I mean, tell me if if you don't agree with me, fellows. But uh, they kind of seem like the strong arm of all of that, like creating that fear to get people to give up their their independence from the government. You know what I mean? Like they, BLM yeah. is causing so much havoc in the major cities right now that. I could see people getting desperate, like, well, they burned down my business or they're causing so much problems. I can't even get to work, so on and so forth. And then you throw in the fucking coronavirus in there. It's like two pairs of dirty underwear together. You know, it's just it's terrible.
1: All the all those things are being used. They're just catapulting their their Marxist ideology. They're using all these things as a foothold to be able to make it so that people see that if things get bad, the government's going to take care of me. And we're always going to be okay as long as we just put all of our faith into the government. And this is this is yeah. what they're doing. They're going to promise all this stuff away to people and give us your freedoms, and we'll give you this in exchange until you've given up all the freedoms, and then they don't have anything to exchange anymore. And then what? You, then then what happens? And they and after all these rights and stuff, the stuff that happened in portland here just recently you have the mayor like you have these mayors of these cities that are just bowing down bending the knee to all these groups and then come to find out these groups that you're bending down to hate you like none of these people understand how how serious this stuff is they're just letting all this stuff happen and the people who are normal citizens who just want to be safe and be able to go to work they can't do that Like, like we were saying, we have these businesses that are putting up signs saying, like, please don't break my stuff. I support Black Lives Matter or whatever organization it is that's doing the attacking. Then you have all these rioters and stuff that are trying to play victim, saying that they're not even doing anything with they're running around in riot gear. And then they get picked up by a federal agent. Well, maybe if you're just maybe if you just don't go to places
2: like that wearing riot gear, you won't get in trouble. You won't get picked up by feds. Right. <laughs> um, didn't the Portland mayor's uh, house just get vandalized over the weekend? I mean, completely yep. graffiti everything. Yeah. And she called the cops. You know, to, hey, can you help me out here? Can you investigate? And you're like, wait, I thought you wanted to defund the police, but now you need their help. Come on, yeah, they're,
0: yeah. They're, they don't care
2: about the Democrats either. You know, these these uh, Antifa members and whoever the hell they are, they they don't give a shit about anybody. They're
0: on their who's own the head. yeah. It's who's a sh- the the. Uh, Sorry, who, who was the city official that just got tear gassed with the uh, quote unquote peaceful oh, protesters over the weekend?
2: Oh, the, the mayor I, there. I can't remember his name. Um, was yeah, it the
0: mayor yeah. of Portland or the mayor of Seattle? I, I, think I couldn't remember. It was
2: remember.
1: Portland.
2: It was one of the two uh, of yeah.
0: them. I just, I found that hilarious because the media, of course, tried to twist that as like, oh, it was peaceful. Uh, no, they weren't dispersing when they were told. And I dare anyone to call me a fucking bootlicker because I'm the farthest thing from it. Uh, but when they're it messing really, with federal buildings, then obviously that supersedes city and state law at that point or anything at that level. Uh, and he's out there literally right in the middle. No one's moving. So they just start lobbing tear gas canisters and he's like right in it. And I, am sorry. I laughed. That's I thought it was hilarious. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, then,
2: and then the crowd turned on him like, uh, yep. an hour later, they turned on him telling him he should quit. <laughs> it's a yeah. Same
1: thing happened in, same thing happened in Minneapolis. Same thing happened in, in, uh, Seattle, with little that little group, what was it? Chaz?
0: Yeah, the, yeah, the Chaz Chop incident.
1: Yeah. yeah, the mayor of the I mayor of... I think off. that was in Seattle. Yeah, I was in Seattle. The mayor of Seattle all thought that these people, oh, it's just going to be the summer of love. And then once things started coming to a head, she found out that they don't care about her either. They were, they were planning on marching to march into her house.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they literally don't care. They eat their own. You know, I mean, we've seen multiple examples of that time and time again. They just don't give a shit. It's, it's literally a, I think their mantra is like by any means necessary. Like everyone is expendable. No one is, is worth keeping around for long enough. And these politicians and shit uh, are trying to play, you know, buddy, buddy. And it always ends up biting them in the ass. And I, I think that's just freaking hilarious. And then they want to cry wolf when, you know, federal agents come in to, to you know, protect federal properties and stuff. And it's like maybe you shouldn't have uh, encouraged that behavior in the first place, and you never would right. have had federal agents on your door anyways, but
1: yeah, and then uh, and man. then when they're doing a, when they're allowing these things to happen, the people who are actually caught doing legitimate criminal activities, they're not being charged with with the crimes they should be charged with. there's no there's no law and order at all for them to stop doing these kinds of things and allow people to yeah. live in the city safe. And then on top of all uh, that, they're talking about getting rid of the police.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's the destruction. It's the, um the decay of society, in my opinion, because you know they can't have their communist revolution if the system is still functioning, if life is still you know right. somewhat easy. Like you know what I mean? Because that's that's something I I think I was going to say earlier. Like, has anybody ever noticed that in these socialist communist um, establishments? they never start brand new. They always have to go into a certain country or an area and literally overturn the existing system and people in power. And then they just light everything on fire.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. And it's, and it's literally laid on fire too.
0: Yeah, literally it's literally it's a scorched earth policy for them, you know, which I find yep. oddly convenient to Russia, but um, it, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. And, and I don't know what their end game is like, I mean, other than destabilizing the U.S. and putting in a communist government, um, I don't know how they could be so trustworthy. Uh, you know what I mean? Because like, if anybody knew their history, like, governments always fuck shit up. Right. Um, it's it's just it's just a matter of when and not if at that point. So, yeah. I think and that's that- their that's their uh, their problem or not their their shortcoming rather is that they're too trustful, they're too naive in thinking that oh, once we get the people that we want in power, shit will go our way. Uh no, I don't think so. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> what was that, Chris?
2: What went what went their way uh, for eight years when Obama was in office? Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: and and where Black Lives Matter
1: movement comes from is the Trayvon Martin situation, and I'm a hundred percent positive that Eric Holder was in that cabinet that didn't prosecute these the the officers who were the responsible party for him getting killed. You had Obama in office and you had a black guy who was the, the uh A G.
0: Yeah he was yeah I was I was gonna or say he was, was attorney general he was, department,
1: wasn't he? was he department, was he yeah he was A G yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the head of the Department of Justice was um oh shit. I'll have to look that up real quick but yeah, it, like but yeah, the whole you thing didn't is just ridiculous. And go, had, the,
1: go in their favor of what they wanted when it was all. Oh, yeah,
0: he was the head of the, the Ferris, Department of Justice, I th- rather. I just googled him. Uh, Eric, yeah, Eric Holder was the Attorney General, and then Loretta Lynch was um, the head of the Department okay. of Justice. So, yeah, but uh, I find that kind of funny, too, that because you remember how much like Obama pandered after that, like he within days of Trayvon Martin uh, or the case. Oh, I, had a, uh, I had a black, and said, oh,
1: my son would look like him.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, If I had a son, it would have looked like Trayvon. Like, wow, way to stoke the flame mm-hmm. on that one there, guy. Like, holy right. shit. You know, and then we yeah, had and, the. And he, um,
2: yeah, if I was, was a guy, black that, and I married a black woman. My kid would look like him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, uh, who was the dude that um, got shot and killed down in, I think it was St. Louis, the Ferguson riots?
2: Oh, or was that...
0: um, I can't remember, but that that was another thing that I, Obama I helped remember. Stoke on that one.
1: Yeah. And then with, but, the, with that Ferguson stuff, that police department spent millions upon millions of dollars to retool and restructure the way that they did their police department. And then after all this stuff happened with George Floyd, that police department, like that precinct got burnt down. Yeah. So all that, all that money that they spent to try to retool and with them retooling, they did do a better job. Like they had less incidences. They had less complaints. They actually did do what they're, what they're supposed to do and trying to redo stuff. But all that's for nothing. You yeah. can't, you can't go back and try to fix anything with these people.
0: Yeah. You, know? they're, you cannot satisfy their hunger. Um, I mean, we've seen several celebrities, too, that have come out in support of BLM and, and Antifa and all this other kind of stuff. And the moment they say something out of line, they just eat them alive. It's yeah, a, it's like a yeah. prana attack. It, it doesn't matter, like, regardless of what they've done in the past for them, how much they've advocated and how much they've spoken. Nope, doesn't matter. Uh, like, their fuse is like a freaking millimeter short, you know.
1: Right. But yeah, Terry I mean, Crews. Uh, well. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, man
2: i was just gonna jump on biden real quick um like he's uh he's starting to pander a little bit um wanting to uh set up um housing in suburbs you know so nobody has to work work to get a better life he's just gonna set up um federal housing you know and, and hud housing and all these different um suburban communities i mean people move out of the cities and the crime na- neighborhoods to to suburbs to get a better life but Oh, Biden says, you know what? No, everybody deserves that. Let's just stick everybody all over the country, and that and that gives nobody an incentive to work anymore.
0: So he just so, wants yeah. to take the projects out of the projects and put them in the suburbs. Like. In the- right,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> that's kind of you know that's kind of uh, that's pandering at its worst, and that's uh that's that's not helping anybody. That's given nobody a uh, motivation to better themselves. So that keeps the you know the the one parent households still on the government paycheck.
0: Exactly, keeping them dependent, and, right, it, yeah, and it's, it's disgusting, insane. honestly. And because- in a better
2: neighborhood, which will turn to shit if you if you have, you know, it doesn't. And I'm not just say black people; it's like all scumbag people—white, black, Chinese, whatever. If you're a scumbag, yeah. and you're gonna, they're gonna put you in a neighborhood like you know a nice neighborhood, and then you bring because you're you're going to bring your crime element with you. It's not just gonna stop because you live in you know live in a cul de sac now. Yeah, so not, right. But it, look it's, at
1: look at how what? these at the, how these riots have gone. People thought that it was going to stop when they started to get to nicer neighborhoods. And then when they did get into nicer neighborhoods, look what happens. People try to defend their property and they get prosecuted to the full extent. People who are doing the right thing are getting punished while these people are acting like absolute thugs and they're walking around the streets. And then this also ties back into coronavirus because they released all these people onto the streets because they were so scared they were going to get the coronavirus. Give them a mask.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and we've come full circle. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that. I, I will say one thing about that. Uh, that the McCloskeys there that defended their property for one that was just like, I'm sorry, fellow, but that was peak male performance in my opinion. The pink freaking polo. <laughs> he had the chinos on with the leather belt. He had the freaking pinky ring and shit in the old school like, old school like 80s Armalite AR15. I'm sorry, man. Like, that was yeah. just freaking poor cool me. No, I'm I just mean, kidding. I mean, she, the woman there, she shouldn't have been pointing it, you know, just, just,
2: yeah. sh- just show it, you know, makes you know, let people know that you have it. Don't start pointing at it at them like a fucking imbecile. I mean, she yeah. made everybody look bad.
0: Which is funny enough. Uh, her pistol wasn't even operable that, that right. apparently it, it couldn't even fire. Like it wasn't functioning whatsoever. And then when the DA's office got it, they assembled it so that it could work. And of that's course, when I they brought the charges. Um, you know, yeah. Act- yeah. So like, see, it could Nonetheless, it was a 25 auto. Like, you'd have to shoot him right in the fricking eyeball to actually do some damn damage with that yeah. thing. <laughs> How do you live in a mansion like that? And then you buy your wife a freaking tiny ass pea shooter, which granted he probably had his reasons. I'm sure, but well, because she pointed it at people, so he didn't want her to give her something that didn't work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if, yeah. if I give and her she this and she points right
1: the way she does.
0: Right. Right. Go, go feel good about yourself, honey. Yeah. Yeah. And if a booger freaking hook right on the trigger too the whole time, I'm just like, ah, stop waving that thing around. Like, but <laughs> thankfully nobody got hurt. Right. But yeah. And then, and then the mob came back a couple of days later, you know, and threatened to burn their shit down, supposedly and whatever else. And then here comes the charges. And, uh, I, I thought it was funny that those two, so the McCloskey's were both attorneys, but they chose not to represent themselves. They hired an, another attorney. Um, and they're probably going to sue the living shit out of the St. Louis uh, District Attorney's Office because they're notoriously uh, Democratic. They're one of very few counties in the entire state of Missouri that are blue, um, and I think that they tried to go after the McCloskeys to clearly make an example, but one thing that the media left out, um, at least the left-side media, and a lot of people choose to forget, was that the McCloskeys only responded with their firearms after they broke the, the quote-unquote protesters broke down their Uh, gate to get onto their property and several of those quote-unquote protesters had firearms themselves i've seen several pictures where there was dudes in those crowds that had Mm -hmm. ars and rifles and pistols and all sorts of shit so force has to be met with equal force um when it comes to that but totally ridiculous Uh, a funny situation to me i know the mccloskeys i'm sure are going to come out on top because the governor already said he was going to pardon them anyways um right you know for whatever charges and and missouri is a stand your ground law yeah, they have staying your ground and I think, uh, yeah, just stay in your ground rather, which I had to do some research on that too, because yep. I was kind of caught up on the difference between staying your ground law and castle doctrine. Um, New York is castle doctrine, which is weird because they're also a retreat state. Um, so I mean, it, the only time you can shoot somebody is like, if they're actively stabbing you, I had a buddy tell me that like, cause he's got his uh, carry permit, which to me is completely unheard of in the state of New York. It's extremely hard to get, uh, carry concealed permit um but he's got his and he's got plenty of guns and stuff really good guy really knowledgeable really responsible uh but he was telling me that if someone's stabbing you right or beating the shit out of you and you pull the pistol and they drop the knife or they stop hitting you you are not legally allowed to shoot them damn so my argument was fuck that noise i would have shot him and then told the cops yeah i shot him and then he dropped the knife because i'm not going to sit there and like someone's going to stab me 10 times or twice or whatever the hell And then, oh, I dropped a knife, can't shoot me. Bullshit. Um, South Dakota, we have uh, standard ground laws, which according to the the state law, the codified law, um, as long as you can prove that there was a threat to yourself, your loved ones, or your property, Mm -hmm. which includes your home, your car, personal effects, livestock out here is really big because we have more cows than people, um, you are legally allowed to use deadly force against whoever that perpetrator is. Uh, Which, thank God for that, because honestly... I don't know what the hell I'd do. Um, but it's just it's crazy, though, like how the media tried to justify that. You know, oh, they were peaceful. Bitch, they broke down a steel gate. Like, how do you – Yeah. <laughs> well, how much force did that take, it, you know? but.
1: Yeah, they peeled yeah, that thing I, back, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like it was tinfoil at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that shit was completely bent over and then broken off its hinges and on the ground. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what the, oh, the media has been doing this stuff since the George Floyd thing. Ever since then, the media just tries to spin it. They'll cut stuff out of out of context, make it look like these people are just out there protesting, and that these fires just started themselves apparently. And I've heard people argue that these people are only looting these places because they need money to be able to buy uh, food. They're just using all of these, all of these arguments that you if you have a brain in your head, you know that that's not true. This is not peaceful. Peaceful people don't burn buildings down.
0: So Greg, since this was your baby tonight, what what do you think is going to happen here? Let's, let's just shoot it for six months from now. What do you think is going to be the direction of BLM from here into six months?
1: I honestly think that the the pending election is going to have a huge standing on what's going to happen. I think that if, Trump gets reelected, they're going to keep going harder and harder and harder. And there's going to be more situations like George Floyd that could either be, that could just be fabricated situations like happened in Atlanta where it was a justified shooting and they're just going to run with it. I think that the election is going to have a huge effect on how this is handled. Same thing with the coronavirus, I believe, too. But both of those things together are going to work hand in hand and it's going to have a big say in how they go forward. So, you have Joe, if you have Joe Biden in there, all of these progressive ideas that they want, they'll have a lot, a, a lot more likely shot of them actually being implemented. And I think that, yeah, and I, what they're, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just going to say, I, I agree 100% with you. I just wanted to see what your take was on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, what, what I looked into this and was reading about is the, idea for them to get rid of the nuclear family and to make it so you have single sheep out there that you can take all those sheep and corral them into one big flock and once they get that idea it makes it so it's easier to just project those ideas into their brain once they're in there that's when you can get all these kids to do the work of the people who are doing all the thinking up top and that's exactly what they're doing they're taking people that are young and impressionable, like a lot of these people. The average age of these protesters is about 20, 21. Then you have some of these older people who know more. They're not the ones who are out there riding in the streets. They're the ones who are feeding these people these ideas. And then you have other people feeding them with the money. It's a ma- It's a massive it's thing. Good. I think it's global. I think that it's a lot more nefarious than people think. The Black Lives Matter movement is seriously like the epitome of, of a wolf in sheep's clothes. They're taking an idea that makes it makes it sound so innocent to the regular person. But in all actuality, there's so much, I think, almost evil that's coming out of this.
0: I honestly couldn't have said it better to myself. Um, uh, that to me was like <laughs> BLM just like right in its nice own little ball right there, man.
2: Um, when did uh, slavery start in this country? 400 years ago, somewhere in there. Uh,
0: 1619. Okay.
2: So uh, <laughs> <laughs> when was our independence from roughly
0: England? roughly, yeah. I mean, uh the first slaves, um, yeah, I mean, right around that time. Um now, was that technically an American thing? Uh not in my opinion, because well, we were still under English control no, at that point. But yeah, right slavery right. in North America was around I'm that doing.
2: time. Why don't they blame England? It was England that was running this place until seventeen seventy six, wasn't it?
0: Honestly, yep. if you want anyone to blame for the slave trade across the Atlantic, be pissed at the Dutch.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: they were the they were the main ones that were transporting, picking up from Africa and delivering all over uh, South America, the Caribbean, North America, all that kind of stuff, and vice versa. a yeah. uh, Quick, quick little yeah, story. Um, speaking of of the Dutch and, uh, you know, delivering to different places. Um, uh, when I was in the national guard, I went down to a country called Suriname. It's at the very Northeastern portion of South America. I was down there for quite a while, uh, doing like humanitarian aid stuff. I was a medic and, uh, we did like, um, free dental treatment, free medical treatment, you know, basic stuff. Anyways, we're not doing like surgeries or nothing, but like handing out meds and treating wounds, sutures, stuff like that, whatever. Um, and then our, our engineers are our, uh, builder guys anyways, not the combat guys, but they were like fixing the schools and stuff like that, you know, just like nice gestures or whatever. Uh, we found out later on that we were there because Suriname has a huge oil deposit off their coast, like in the middle of the ocean. Um, so that was kind of fun. But um, when I was there, there is legit descendants of marooned and escaped slaves from Dutch slave traders. Uh, the Suriname people, if you're white, and you're down there, they automatically think you're Dutch and they fucking hate you. Really? Um, thankfully, yeah, I'm, I'm no bullshit. Uh, thankfully, we were in uniform, obviously, because we were there on like official business. Um, but anyone else, there's still a lot of Dutch people that vacation there because the Dutch still has a huge grasp on the country of Suriname. Um, there's a lot of Chinese immigrants there now, or, or have been in like the last 30 yeah. years for some reason. When we were there, there's no zoning laws in that country, so like you would have. Uh, You know, like a little shop, little shop, mechanic shop, and then like someone's house. And then it it was really goofy. Um, But there was a shit ton of Chinese immigrants there. Um, All sorts of like little mom and pop Chinese joints. We didn't need any of them because honestly, they look terrible. Um, Health codes are not a thing down there. But there's legit uh, uh, descendants of marooned and escaped slaves down there. And it was really interesting how that happened. Uh, you know, shipwreck stuff like that. Some slaves survived. Yeah. Um, a lot of them went out to live literally in the rainforest with the indigenous people there. And they took them in like, cool. You know, they learned how to live off the land, all that kind of shit. A lot of the uh, tsunami defensive force of soldiers are all African descent. Wow. Um, and it's pretty That's cool. Crazy. They carry like big ass, like 18 inch machetes on their sides. Like their basic training was a two month survival class in the jungle. Like they literally learned, like Damn. you thought Vietnam was bad. If we went to war with Suriname, uh, uh-uh. you wouldn't catch me dead there. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd probably die there, but dude, those guys literally could live off the land with nothing but a fucking machete. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but that, that's just kind of neat story. But yeah, there, I mean, there's legit descendants of slaves down there and that it was crazy. And I'm thinking like, Oh, people in America, yeah. Descendants of slaves, but these guys, uh, I think some of them even spoke like a dialect of, uh, what African language was it? Cause tsunami is like a blend of like three languages. It's really interesting. One of them is an, an African language. Um, but they all still spoke like that original language. It was, it was kind of fascinating to see really. But yeah, yeah if you want to cool. hate on anybody for any slave trade, when it comes to North America, the Caribbean, South America, uh, go after the freaky deaky Dutch. Cause they were the main perpetrators yep. in transportation for that business. So.
1: Yeah. And then when people when people try to make the argument that the fe- the forefathers of this country were racist and what they were trying to do when they're breaking free from England was that England didn't want to do slavery and the United States did. That's not true at all. Eleven out of those twelve or eleven no. out of the 13 colonies approved for there to be no slavery in England the Constitution, and the building of this country, there were two con- two states that uh, that wanted to keep it in there. And it was South Carolina and Georgia. Those are the only two states. Bastards. And in order to ratify it, you had to have a majority. You had to have uh, all-out majority, and they didn't have enough, so they are just like, all right, we'll leave it in here. We'll deal with it in another day.
0: Right. Yeah, They just, and it's not that they didn't care about it. They just had bigger fish to fry, which was winning our independence from England at that point because England was right. the greatest threat to our independence, yeah. obviously.
1: Yeah. The king of England was a slave trader himself.
0: Yeah, it, which I, f- I find uh, funny because I, I've seen several people on BLM. Sorry, we'll wrap this up here real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going. Um, but there was uh, an incentive for uh, slaves of the colonists to fight for the English, right? So they yep. made them all these promises that you come fight for us, we'll give you your freedom, you'll be free men, yada, 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 whatever. Yeah, that didn't work out because the majority of them after England lost the war... They got sent to Sierra Leone to be slaves there, yeah. in an English in an English uh, colony, an establishment there. So, I don't they, I, I don't even they see are they what
1: seen st- diamonds and stuff there.
0: Uh, diamonds and there was another crop. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but yeah, here here you had black soldiers uh, fighting for the crown. Got to give them all these promises, and then they just got you know screwed over again. <laughs> right. So like, same, same thing happened
1: in the civil war too. Fight for us and we'll yep. give you this.
0: Yeah. And then it, it never turns out because yeah. government in general and, and politicians, and stuff like that, you know, they're going to lie their ass off to get you to do what they want you to do. Um, which doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. It makes me like an average historian. Um mm-hmm. You know, and and, in anybody really that has a distrust for government, because if anyone knows even just a tiny bit of history, it knows that the government always gets corrupt at some point or another. So,
1: yeah, and all that, all that ties together perfectly with we make promises that we have no intention to keep because that's exactly what Black Lives Matter is doing.
0: Exactly. So I think with that, though, man, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Greg, final thoughts, man. What do you got?
1: Um. Black Lives Matter is not what people think it is. It's not an organization that's trying to just look out for the well-being of black people or give equality to the races. They don't care about equality. What they want is whatever their end game is. They want to get rid of capitalism. They want to weaken the family. They want to make it so that you are easy to be manipulated. So, watch out for Black Lives Matter because they have a lot more nefarious ideas than what they've put out there already. So just be mindful.
0: Yeah. That uh it, it's kind of scary, honestly. I don't think we'll have too much of a problem here, but uh Chris, up there in New York, man, uh I pray for you, dude, because I mean you got Albany just a couple minutes away. And I know that they've started their shit up there as Schenectady. You got Troy too.
2: Yep, they were at the ice cream shop not too long ago. Um, um let me see. We have uh, in Schenectady there's some um the they're not black now. They're coming from, um, oh my god, I can't remember. It's like a an Indian country. They're, um, oh, I don't know. I think they're some somewhere from like India. Um, and a guy just resisted arrest the other day, um, or two weeks ago, with a you know with a white officer, and he was by himself. So he tackled the guy, and he actually put his knee on his neck to hold him down real quick to, to, to handcuff him. And the guy was in court. You know, they're going to try to dismiss charges on him because he's a person of color, you know, and they were rioting all, you know, for a week down there in Schenectady Town Hall. You know, it's just horrible. Uh, you know, so. Oh, well, Guyana. Stays- from Guyana, sorry. There it is.
0: Oh, Guyana, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. Stay safe. Keep your yeah. head on a swivel. And yeah, for real.
2: Yeah, my son wanted to go fishing today in Albany um, down at the park there. Um, and it's right down in the heart of Albany. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably not the best spot for us right now because, you know, a lot of people are still angry. And I don't want to put him in a situation. And, you know. Right. United to I, I would get arrested if I was, able, you know, if I was to defend myself down there. Uh, you know, even as a victim, I, I'm, a, I'm in trouble. So we went somewhere different.
0: Yeah, smart. Unfortunate, yeah. but smart. Yeah.
2: but. Sucks that it came to that,
0: but. Well, guys, I, I think this uh, episode has been freaking awesome, Greg. Thank you for putting everything together. Uh, oh, my yeah. hats off to you because I didn't do any research. I didn't put together. We typically what we do for our listeners is we um, we put together a flow sheet. Uh, you know, different things we want to hit on as far as the topic goes and different points, or whatever. Greg took the the, the wheel on this one, dude, and I think you fucking knocked it out of the park, dude. So, Thanks, I look forward man. to. Hearing more stuff that you got, man, I, I think this was awesome, Chris. Thanks for joining us. I know it's kind of late on East Coast there. Sorry for <laughs> keeping you up, it's all right, but all right. um, yeah, man, um, just uh, we'll get together again and we'll just shoot each other a couple messages and we'll figure out when we want to do the next one, Chris. Uh, the next one's all you, man. We're gonna do okay. like a Corona grievances one again, we'll do some follow ups on it, whatever you want to do. And uh, if you want to do a flow sheet, whatever, totally fine. If not, whatever, we'll just wing it, man.
2: Yeah, I might, I'll go right off the cuff with uh, all the masks and the corona. And my, and my awesome governor here, Like he likes to tout his own <laughs> law. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's save that for, for the next one for sure, because Cuomo, we could probably go forever on Cuomo, but... <laughs> But from all of us here at Heretic Radio, again, we appreciate everybody uh, listening in. Again, over a hundred listens on, uh, or uh, people listening, anyways. I know it's not a lot for a lot of podcasts, but for us, that's huge. So thank you. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to keep this momentum up or momentum up, excuse me. And uh, so again, thanks, guys. And we'll just close it back from everybody here. We'll see you guys next time.